Did you know in Arizona, taxpayers have choices about where to direct their state taxes? If you have a desire to help families afford the education they choose for their children, sit back, listen, and be inspired. You are listening to Creating Future Leaders with Catholic Education Arizona. Welcome to Creating Future Leaders. This is Colleen McCoy-Sika. I am the Director of Partnerships for Catholic Education Arizona, and I am pleased to be here today with my guest, Matthew Gonzalez. Let me tell you first a little bit about Catholic Education Arizona. Catholic Education Arizona is a school tuition organization that turns tax credit contributions from individuals and corporations into scholarships for students. At CEA, we create future leaders. Today's guest is here to promote the great things happening at St. John Paul II Catholic High School in Avondale. St. John Paul II Catholic High School is the only Catholic high school west of the 101 Loop and the newest school in the Diocese of Phoenix. What many people do not realize is that excellent Catholic education is accessible and affordable through the state tax credit scholarships. So I'm going to ask Matthew to go ahead and give us his background. Welcome to the program, Matthew. Hey, Colleen. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm very excited to be part of this. And uh, uh, like Colleen said, my name is Matthew Gonzalez. I am the Director of Admissions and Marketing for St. John Paul II Catholic High School. A little bit of my background, I did receive uh, my MBA from Benedictine University. Uh, I'm a native to Arizona, so uh, my bachelor's is from Arizona State University. So I've been in the West Valley all my life, uh, West Phoenix and Avondale, Goodyear. And so I'm very familiar with, with the area and was, was excited when the opportunity came to apply with John Paul and uh, to when the, the application came out to apply is submitted and uh, lo and behold, the, the Lord provided. And I was able to join the team as one of the first lay members uh, on staff. And so I joined Sister Mary Jordan, our principal, and Sister Mary Bridget, one of our teachers, who at the time was the director of curriculum. And uh, we started the mission uh, from uh, recruiting and admissions and just going out to let people know in the West Valley that there would be a Catholic high school here for them to attend. Um, prior to that, I was a youth minister for St. John Vianney, and I was volunteered there uh, for several years and uh, transitioned to the youth minister. Uh, shortly after that, I went on to finish my MBA, as I mentioned, and uh, with that, that was my first experience at Benedictine with Catholic education. And that just really uh, lit a fire uh, uh, for me to, to go out and want to spread the news to others. The great gift that we have here in Arizona, especially the West Valley for, for many of these families. Today, we'll talk a little bit more about St. John Paul II and how CEA has benefited us. And it's been one of our, our major supporters here. And many families would not be able to attend any, any Catholic school without the, the support of CEA and the, the great donors. Yeah, I'm happy to have that conversation with you, Matthew. So let's go back a little bit and, and talk about the history. So I happened to work uh, in the Catholic school's office at the Diocese of Phoenix when Bishop Olmsted first invited the Nashville Dominicans to come to Phoenix and, and talk with them about the new high school. When I first met Sister Mary Jordan and Sister Mary Bridget, I was absolutely blown away by their leadership, their intellect, their passion for Catholic education and their drive. And so it's always been a pleasure since the very beginning. It has been such a pleasure working with Sister Mary Jordan and Sister Mary Bridget and really all of the Nashville Dominicans that have come through St. John Paul II. So the Nashville Dominicans were invited back in 2016 to come and open the school. What is so special about the charisms? What is specific about 
the Nashville Dominicans, what's special about them that shapes the culture of St. John Paul II Catholic High School? The, the Nashville Dominicans bring with them the, the spirit for love of learning. They've been around for a long time, 160 years. So they bring tradition, they, they bring experience with them. Uh, Sister Mary Jordan has been a religious sister for about 27 years now. And I'd say 23 to 24, she's been a principal. And so she served at over five different dioceses around the country. And so she brings that knowledge and experience of opening another school in Virginia as well. And so the Dominicans as a whole, they bring experience, they bring leadership, they bring the tried and true curriculum. We're really using the best of the best throughout the country because 160 years, that foundation, uh, nowhere, nowhere else here you'll find that in the Diocese of Phoenix. So they bring them with this, again, the spirit of love for learning for our students. The pillars of the Dominicans are prayer, study, community and service as disciples. And so having the, the pillars of prayer, we, we have daily mass available for our students. There, we have an all-school mass every Wednesday for the pillar of study. We offer the college prep curriculum. We offer honors and AP classes. And this year, we even uh, unveiled a dual enrollment program for our students, for upper level juniors and seniors to receive those college credit if they desire to move on at that faster pace. For community, they bring the sense of community of just serving one another here in the West Valley. From the very beginning, they, they visited parishes, spoke with, with family members, and just invited all because they know that Catholic education is for all, the rich and the poor. And so we do a great job of reaching out to all communities to serve them um, in any way that we can here at JP2. And then service as disciples. We know that our students will only be here with us for four years. And so the goal is that we form them well in prayer, study, and uh, uh, love of community. So when they go out into the world, they may serve others as Jesus has called us to serve those in the world, whether they they enter religious life, whether they enter the military or professional careers. We want them to be prepared to engage others and to love others in the world with a clear intellect, a clear mind to, to love and serve. What a beautiful philosophy and a beautiful perspective for educating young people. St. John Paul II is is very new. Are you just preparing for your first graduating class in 2021? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Our first year when we opened in 2018, we opened with freshmen and sophomores. And so we do serve all four grades now, freshman through senior. Yeah, so the preparation, we just had our first uh, senior preparation for announcements and tassels and class rings and letterman jackets. So everything is just really exciting because even in our third year, we're still celebrating something new. We're still honoring our students for being the first, for, for laying the foundation to being the, the founding members of JP2. That's something they'll be able to carry on for future generations when their grandchildren maybe attend. They can say, I was there. I was the first graduating class. I was part of the first football team, the first National Honor Society, the first drama club play uh, that was presented. And so they have a lot of firsts to, to continue on. And so we're, we're happy to see where they go on after this, as, as again, as we make these disciples to go out into the world. That's, that's really great. There are so few Catholic school students who can say that because so many schools have a very long legacy, as I'm sure John Paul II will. But to be able to say that you were the first of anything in a school is pretty special. So that's great. That's great for the students. So there are also, though, out in the West Valley, because there is so much growth out in the West Valley and so much opportunity, uh, there are also some new high schools that have opened, some public schools, charter schools, what sets St. John Paul II High School apart from those other schools? Well, I mean, to, to start, we obviously we have the National Dominicans. You're, you're not identifying better educators than, than our religious sisters. The methods that they bring with them, the, the ability to love God and to serve and just live that example daily. They're, they're educators. They work 
from morning till night. So let me tell you, when, when, I, when I talked with them, when I see them, first year I had the experience of getting to know the sisters outside of school in terms of they weren't, we weren't running the school yet. We were still trying to open it. But now the last two going on three years, there's been uh, less uh, of the personal and, and more of the, them preparing for their lessons, uh, grading homework, grading essays. And so they're, they're really true to their vocation of educating students. That's what they live for. They, they live to, to love God and to educate students for the future. And so um, that, that's one of the main things that will separate us. Of course, we are a smaller community. Our capacity for our school here is going to be 500 students, but our feasibility study did show growth for 1,000 students in the future. So we're, we're, not, we're still far away from finishing the other three phases. So there's still a lot of room for growth for our students. And one of the great things, our teachers know our students. Our, our teachers care about them. They're going to ask how they're doing, especially in these times of, of COVID, uh, which was unprecedented for everyone. It's had to change how uh, everyone does education and learning and serving others. And so we've been able to continue with the in-person and online model for those that, that desire online still, but we want to educate the, the whole, uh, the full human person. And so we, we have a desire to help them grow and, and the teachers are, are genuine and, and they care for their students. Um, our curriculum again is college prep and we're gonna offer the, the, the every, everything else that other schools offer in terms of athletics, our drama club, our service club, everything, the National Honor Society, the honors, the AP courses that students need at any regular high school, they're going to receive that here as well at JP2. And I would say that there is a benefit, you know, you can look at the benefits and the drawbacks of being in a small community. There are so many more benefits of being in a small community. Being known by all of the children, being known by the adults in the community, that opportunity for relationship, but also because you mentioned you do have athletics, you do have clubs, you have activities, the opportunity that kids have to belong to many different, if they want to be, you know, a two or three sport, God bless them if they can do that, but if they want to play multiple sports or be in multiple clubs and the leadership opportunities that are there for those students, that's something that doesn't always happen when children are in a larger school community. So that's a benefit too. Do you see that happening at your school? Yeah, absolutely. There, there are several opportunities for leadership for our students. One of the unique things that we have is an, a house system in which every student gets placed into a house family from the very beginning. So even if they don't play sports, they don't join drama or any other club, they're part of a family from day one. And so whether that's the house of Lorenzo, the house of Jose Sanchez Del Rio, the house of Katiri, they belong to a family and they get to know this family every Friday. We usually have a house meeting on Fridays for our students where they get together with other house members for about 30 minutes, discuss activities, they do icebreakers. And in the future, we hope to, to do again uh, competitions. In the past, we have done like a lip sync battle, dodgeball tournament, a quiz bowl, and even service opportunities where our students have, uh, they've competed against who will bring the most candidates for their house. And uh, kind of the prizes for that is, you know, every, every Catholic school student knows the jean and t-shirt day is something that they all desire at one point. And so some of those, some of the prizes that they will receive as a house, and then they get to celebrate their feast days as of their saints. And so they, it really uh, makes the larger school even smaller so that they are known, they get to know one another and that they belong somewhere. And so we really have that in place for our students to, to build community as, as one of our pillars. 
and then the, the leadership opportunities and opportunities to play sports. Myself, as a parent of a student here at JP2, my daughter has been able to participate in five different varsity-level athletics, and she's only a junior. So who knows what other opportunities she'll be able to have. She's been involved in uh, three drama club productions, three drama plays, and uh, she's been able to, to do many other opportunities to serve. What great opportunities. That's really fantastic to hear. How exciting for you as a parent to be able to see that happen too and to make it happen for your, for your child and for other people's children. There are everywhere, everywhere in the Valley, there are choices for education. So when parents come to John Paul II and in return year after year, what are the reasons that they say they remain at John Paul II? Why do they continue to choose to come to your school? When I speak with parents and I have conversations with them, a lot of them say our kids are happy. When when I uh, one parent that sits out to me, the mom in our first year came and said, you know, my son, he would never talk to me after school. He never would want to have a conversation with me. And now that he's been here at JP2 for a semester, he actually comes home happy. He wants to have a conversation with me. He wants to tell me about his day and about his teachers and what he's learning. And so I, I can only attest that to something that is unique to JP2, our ethics and culture curriculum. This program is unique because it was developed by the Dominican sisters. So no other Catholic high school, no other public charter is offering this curriculum. Uh, there's only four in the country and we're one of them because we're led by the sisters. And so this ethics and culture curriculum, the first year the students learn about the dignity of the human person. Why do we have dignity in and of ourselves? And in that, they learn about theology of the body as well. So they move on as a sophomore, they learn about the principles of ethics, call to happiness. And in there, they learn from uh, philosophers, Aristotle, Socrates, Thomas Aquinas, and they learn about the ethics, what is good and what is wrong ethically. Then as a junior, they learn, they have a class called bioethics. In this class, they learn a lot more of the science, uh, a lot of the science that's going on in this day and age. The medicine, uh, medical field has changed a lot in the last 10 years. And can we imagine where it's going to be another 10 or 20? Our children are going to be the ones that have to engage in these discussions and these debates and these politics. And so it's, it's good for our students to have this base foundation of philosophy, the dignity of the human person, ethical issues. And so that even as a senior, they now have a leadership project where they go out into the community and they apply everything that they learned for the last four years, you know, three and a half, almost four, and they do a project in the community to serve others. Because again, we want to send we want to send them out into the world. Um, we want to send them out with everything that they've learned uh, with the strong foundation and formation at JP2 to serve and love others. And so I would say that is why parents are returning because they see the good. Uh, one, one of the philosophies: if it's good, if it's true, and if it's and if it's beautiful, then the students are going to thrive. And so, being able to offer a good, true, and beautiful curriculum. Uh, a chapel here on campus at, at the center of our building, daily mass, uh, a chaplain that offers daily confessions for our students, the religious sisters and the, the laymen and women who are all Catholic teaching here, loving and serving our uh, the children, the students, um, that makes the difference. And so we're in our third year. Uh, we still have a lot of room for growth. I like to tell families we're no longer a newborn. We're more of a toddler that's running. And so sometimes we'll have some bumps and bruises along the way. But we're well on our way with the foundation that the Dominican sisters have laid combined with 160 years. And so there's, there's nothing better than having those for uh, the sisters here and the formation that they provide. And I, I could say that's why families are, are returning.
Well, it's such a unique product that you have. It's it's such a unique opportunity that you provide to children. And so many schools say, you know, they're, um, they have a college prep curriculum. Sure. Lots of schools have a college prep curriculum. I mean, most um, high schools, right? Public high schools. Sure. Everybody does. Uh, lots of charter schools that are very focused on college prep. It's the way you do it. It is the way you do it that is unique, that is one of a kind throughout the Valley. So you really do have something to offer that nobody else does. And it makes you such, such a jewel of the West Valley. So you are the director of admissions and marketing. So you get to be, in many cases, the first person that families talk to. You get to give tours. You get to talk to them about all these wonderful, unique programs that you've been talking to me about for the last few minutes here. Do you ever get to the point, you you give a tour, you're talking to a parent, you're talking to the student, they love it, and they say, but we can't afford it. Do you have those conversations, and how do you handle them? Because they can. Because they can. We know this, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so when I, when I hear those conversations, and what was my first response, a lot of times to the families is, how can you afford not to send your child here? After you've learned the difference that Catholic education makes, the difference with our ethics and culture, with the, the Dominican sisters, our faith life, our academics, everything that we offer, how can you afford not to send your child to a Catholic school? And then I don't want to say that there are many opportunities and many programs that are offered, especially Catholic education in Arizona. They've been one of our biggest supporters of providing tax credit scholarships for families. And so as generous of a supporter as as CEA has been, I'm always confident with referring them to apply for CEA. There is always money out there. There is always funding. There is always some way for us to provide this opportunity for your child. So I say if that is the only deterrent, if a financial fund is the only reason why you're considering not attending, then I say come come back. We'll we'll help you apply for scholarships. We'll walk you through the process step by step so that you know that there is a way for your student to to receive this education and receive this opportunity. Because again, Catholic education is for all. It's not just for the rich, it's for the rich and the poor and everything in between. And so we let them know that CEA has done a great job of of providing the the financial means. It's just just a matter of filling out the applications, doing the steps to to receive these tax credit uh, scholarships for, for their students, and it will be affordable for every family. And here, the mission at Catholic Education Arizona, we specifically serve the schools in the Diocese of Phoenix. We want to partner with each one of you. We want to get more individual tax credit money into that scholarship pipeline. We want to get more corporate tax credit scholarship money into the pipeline for your students. At CEA, we support about 45% of the students throughout the diocese. And I know that the percentage is higher than that at, at your school. And I wouldn't say we fully fund 45%, but we support 45%. So our goal is to make sure, and in Arizona, we have this such a unique opportunity uh, with the tax credit program that we have. It's probably the best tax credit program in the country. Uh, I say that I've lived in, in a couple of states that have had different school choice programs and it's so good here. So it's a matter of educating families on you. It is affordable and it is accessible and let us show you how. And organizations like Catholic Education Arizona, that's what we exist for is to make that possible. No family should ever um, have to say, boy, that really is the best education for my child. That's the place we want to be, but we can't afford it. We want to make it affordable for you. That's why we love working together with our schools. We, we want to make it happen. Yeah, and I would say that, that Arizona is a pioneer in the tax credit business. And so allowing students for CEA 
they've been around serving families for about 23 years plus. Mm-hmm. And yep. so as, as a parent, thank you. Thank you, Colleen. Thank you, Catholic Education Arizona. Thank you, Deb Preach. Thank you, uh, Nancy Padbird, for all your support. And uh, because my family personally has been affected by CEA, we receive funds for our, for my my children. I have five children. And uh, so been able to, to support them with this beautiful education. We appreciate that. And know all of our families here are thankful for the opportunities that CEA has provided. And I always tell families that usually takes about three or four times to hear about TADS credits before it really made sense. <laughs> uh, people, you know, always ask questions. And, and so I hear it from me, hear it from a financial aid person, hear it from another parent, and then things all of a sudden will just start clicking. And they're, they're going to say, oh, that's what she meant by TADS credits. That's what she meant by this process. That's what she meant by how to make the donation and, and, and everything going forward. So uh, I tell families, don't give up. Continue to ask questions. That's what we're here for. Uh, that's what uh, I'm on staff for to answer every one of those and to if I need to repeat it three or four times I'm more than willing to because it's worth it. It's worth it for your child. It's worth it for their future. And as you're as you're talking, uh, you know, from that school administrator standpoint, and from that parent standpoint, and I'm sitting here, our listeners can't hear me nodding emphatically because I had a similar experience when I moved here in 2013. I did not know anything about tax credits and both of my children were also in Catholic school and I depended on CEA that year that we moved. I, I, I couldn't have sent my boys to, to Catholic school without the help that I got from CEA. So then I started learning about tax credits and even working in the Catholic school's office for you know, several years, I didn't know everything about tax credits either. It really does take a long time. So now I'm working at CEA. I've been here since the summer of 2019, and I still learn things. So that is one thing that I would reiterate, Matthew, what you just said about families. If you don't you don't understand it on, on the first pass, if you have lots of questions, even after the third time you've heard about tax credits uh, or the eighth time or the 12th time, you know what, you're in good company because even those of us who are working with tax credits on a daily basis, we're still learning and there, it, it can be tricky, but it's worth it. And there are people here who want to help you. So don't be scared away just because you have some questions to ask. Just ask those questions and we'll get the answers for you so that we can make it happen. This time of year is usually open house time. And so, um, you know, usually at CEA, we're out at the high schools, we're talking with families, we're at the open houses. And then in January, we've got the entrance exams coming up. This is a very exciting time of year for Catholic high schools. It's different this year, of course. So talk to us a little bit about how you are engaging the community to help people to learn about your school. What are you doing? Are you doing any virtual tours? Are you inviting people in person? What's happening with that? Yeah, so the the thing that we've been doing from uh, the very start of school back in August, we're doing personal tours. Uh, We feel that's the best way for a family to learn who we are by coming for our own uh, family tour. Uh, At this time, we can't offer the traditional open house where we're bringing people from around the community um, or even shadow days. So the personal family tour is a great way, about an hour long. You know, we spend about 15, 20 minutes talking about our programs, discussing everything that we offer for the student and answer any initial questions. And then we take a look around our, our campus. We have a three-story academic building. It's 107,000 square feet. Uh, we have a gymnasium, a baseball and softball field here on campus. So we take a look around all, all, the, all, all of the buildings and the classrooms, Sometimes we meet some of the teachers or, or sisters along the way, whoever we meet on, on our journey. Um, and that way we keep everyone safe uh, during this time of COVID. 
uh, but they still get to experience what it is to be a JP2 lion here for the day or for that time that they're here on campus with us. And so really the, the best way to schedule a tour is on our website, uh, www.jp2catholic.org. Uh, they can go on their uh, campus tour, fill out the, the initial information request, and then we'll, we'll contact them to schedule that tour uh, for every family. In the next couple of months, we do plan on offering uh, more virtual tours for those families that still um, desire to just do it uh, virtually, because uh, we want to make sure that we give an opportunity for all families to discern and pray what is the, the next step for the eighth grader or even future students. Uh, and so we really want to uh, offer that for our families. So again, they can contact me, Matthew Gonzalez, the Director of Admissions, through our website, uh, jp2catholic.org, or they can email me directly at mgonzalez at jp2catholic.org as well. And so we're always available. I'm, I, I'm available, available in the mornings and the evenings, uh, even Saturdays if, if, if it's needed for the families. And so we want to do our best to provide an opportunity to let families know of this great gem here in the West Valley. It's one thing to be able to talk to you on the phone or even do a webinar or, you know, do something that's virtual. But for people to be able to come into the school and to... Um, to really feel the atmosphere, to be able to step into the chapel, to feel it. I would highly recommend if there are any parents out there listening, any families that are considering, you need to, you need to make a visit. If, if the school is willing to do a personal tour for you for um, considering health and safety, go ahead and do that personal tour because once you step foot inside the school and you feel what it feels like to be there, you are going to want to figure out how you can make it happen for your child. So we want to encourage everybody to reach out to John Paul II. And if you want to learn how you can create future leaders with Catholic Education Arizona by contributing your tax dollars to tax credit scholarships for students at St. John Paul II or any of the schools in the Diocese of Phoenix, you can contact Catholic Education Arizona at ceaz.org or give us a call at 602 602- 218-6542. I want to thank Matthew Gonzalez for being part of the podcast, for being my guest today, for all he does at St. John Paul II. And I want to thank our listeners for hanging out with us today. It's always a great day at CEA, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, Matthew. Thank you for your time, Colin. Appreciate it. And we look forward to all the families uh, that may want to learn more about JP2. You have been listening to Creating Future Leaders with Catholic Education Arizona. For more information, visit us at www.catholiceducationarizona.org.